seven number. men, seven strangers, does that not make you a serial killer? I didn't kill him every day, did I? Did I go out there every day and say, hmm, I'm going to kill If I did, there would well, be Well, no, hundreds. it took you 12 months. Then he brings up Rex again, and that's when I looked at him and I started stopping him. If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? Because, you know, first of all, women generally don't commit crimes this heinous. Right. Uh, you know, this is usually the domain of men. That's unfortunate. Hi, Gabe. Hey, Danny. How are you doing? You know, COVID. Pretty good, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> so, but how, how are you doing? How is your week? My week's been all right. We are having a heat wave in Southern California, oddly enough. And I don't know if you know this, Gabe, but we're in this thing called the pandemic right now. Mm, I never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it, sound, it sounds fake and like it only exists to make Biden win. <laughs> and there's these weird people who go around without symptoms who have it, COVID, and they're called asymptomatic people, but, and we know about them, they exist, you have to be careful, wear your mask, everything like that. Right. But back in the early 1900s, when typhoid was going around, they didn't know things like this existed. They didn't know asymptomatic people existed. So I have a story about a woman named Mary. Who could this be? <laughs> Are you ready to hear about Typhoid Mary? Definitely. All right, here we go. She was born in 1869 in Ireland. She was born in a very, very poor part of Ireland. And at the age of 14 or 15, she ended up moving to America where I think most places I read said it was her aunt who lived here. So she moved here to find a better life for herself, and she did. She ended up moving up in the world to be a cook for affluent people, and the cook is like the best position you can have. Like all the other staff members called her Miss. Her name's Miss. Miss Mallon. So they called her Miss Mallon instead of Mary. It's also the highest paid position of like household staff, you know? And so yeah, she worked her way up and then in 1906, she was working for a family, they're called the Warren family. And they were summering at a rental house. This all took place like in New York or around New York, by the way. And summering is what rich people do back then. Right. <laughs> they don't take vacations. They take whole summers and they go somewhere. Just like teachers. Oh my God, that's a good point. That's why they don't need to get paid more. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so while she was working for this family, um, as their cook, six of the 11 people in the household ended up developing typhoid fever and... Mary bailed. She was like, I don't want to get sick. I'm going to leave. So <laughs> she left, but the owner of the house, they didn't own it. They were renting it for the summer. And the actual owner freaked out when these people got sick because they're in his house. And there was so much like superstition back then around everything, like sickness and typhoid and everything, because they didn't know a whole lot about it. Uh, he worried that this would take away a lot of his income because people would stop staying in his house. 
So he hired people to come into his house and investigate whether anything in the house could have caused it. So like if the plumbing from the bathroom was leaking into the kitchen water. Mm. I don't know if you know, but typhoid is spread through bacteria that's found in human fecal matter. So... Yum. Yeah, pretty gross. (laughs) But... (laughs) So these people investigated and they're like, no, everything in your house is working great. Like, nothing could be causing this. So he was like, that's not good enough. And he hires this man named George Soper, who is a sanitary engineer. Perfect last name. (laughs) And George was actually really well known for being able to find the origin or like ground zero of outbreaks and a lot of like a lot of colleges had hired him to find like where outbreaks were starting from and stuff like that so he was well known and he comes in and he just like hits the ground running and he reinvestigates the house he's like you're right it's not coming from the house so it has to have become from the family so he goes and he starts researching the family And nobody in the family had any symptoms before coming. None of them had... There are... Typhoid's known as being like a poor man thing. Like people who lived in dirty places and stuff like that. So it was really rare for affluent people to get sick from it. So he looks at all the people and where they've been and he's like, it doesn't make sense. So he digs further into every person's history and he's like... This cook, Mary, who's mysteriously gone, she she has worked for eight previous families, all affluent, all rich people, and seven of those families in their households had contracted contacted typhoid. <laughs> Does that make sense? Contracted, yeah. Contracted. Right? Yeah. Yes. So So he's like, okay, that's weird. Seven of the eight people she's worked for have somebody in their household who ended up getting typhoid. And he goes out and he finds her and he is not really well known for having a great uh, bedside manner, per se. (laughs) So he finds her, he goes to her workplace and he's like, I think you have typhoid. I need a sample of your feces, your urine, and your blood right now. And she's like, no, you strange man. I'm not going to give that to you. And she chases him out of the house with a carving knife. <laughs> but she took like a huge offense to being said that she might have typhoid because it's like seen as such like a dirty thing. And she's a cook and, you know, yeah. But Soper ended up going to the Nor- New York Health Department and he gets their help and they go to the police and they end up bringing Mary in for testing and everybody's kind of like I don't know about this because she's like totally healthy she has no symptoms whatsoever but they test her feces and they are just like covered in salmonella typhi which is the bacteria that can cause typhoid fever So they immediately transfer her to be quarantined at North Brother Island, which is like this island that was created originally for smallpox 
attacks and then it was tuberculosis and now it well back then it was just like this island where they sent people with any like gross contagious thing mm-hmm. to quarantine and she was stuck there for two years alone with one dog <laughs> she had a little dog with her and there's a quote i found by her that was and this is just shows you what kind of mindset she was in while she was stuck there It was, I never had typhoid in my life and have always been healthy. Why should I be banished like a leper and compelled to live in solitary confinement with only a dog for companion? So while she was here, she wasn't only there for solitary confinement. She also was given like a ton of drugs and tests and stuff to try and cure her. And... At one point, they did real. They decided like the bacteria went all the way into her intestines. It's all over, and the only way to get rid of it was to remove her gallbladder, and that would cure her. Because they thought her gall gallbladder was where the bacteria was like originating. Um. So this was a common surgery they did back then. It was also very, very dangerous. And she was like, no, (laughs) I don't have typhoid. Um, I'm not gonna have this surgery. So eventually a new health commissioner came on board and agreed to release her if she agreed to never work as a cook again. You should probably know, so as a cook, it would be difficult to spread typhoid if she was cooking her food because the heat would kill it. But she was known for her famous peach ice cream that she made. And that's like the perfect way to spread typhoid with like poop on your hands, make ice cream, spread it. Um, so yeah, she left and she tried to work as a laundress for a few years, but It paid less than half of what she had been making as a cook, and it was one of the lowest positions a household employee could have. So she went from being like the top to the lowest, Mm -hmm. and that's definitely a hard transition. So she ended up returning to work as a cook. (laughs) Oh, Mary. I know, and she used a fake name. She went under Mary Brown instead, so that she wouldn't like raise any red flags because the health what are they called health um department yeah they're still watching her so she ended up working at sloan maternity in manhattan that's a hospital and she was there for almost three months and while she was there 25 people including doctors and nurses got sick and two of them died Mary was taken back to Brother Island, where she was quarantined for 23 years until she died. So, just so you know, around 1-6% to of people who do have typhoid fever are asymptomatic. They just didn't know it back then. (laughs) And... That is Typhoid Mary. I felt pretty sympathetic until she went back to being a cook right and killed two more people yeah so there's reports it's hard when some a story's this old 
because so much stuff is different between things. But she's killed between three and five people. Yeah. And you could chalk up the first people to ignorance of Mm -hmm. the time. You know, she didn't know she was asymptomatic. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew what asymptomatic was back then. Mm -hmm. But when you're told, okay, you definitely have typhoid. Don't be a cook. And I I get it that she was used to that income and that level of respect. But dang, like you killed two additional people. Yep. And every household she was in, they like, they contracted it. Like, come on. Yeah, that is a rough way to live out live out your life, though. Twenty three years isolated on an island. Mm-hmm. What eventually was the cure to typhoid? They realized they could treat it with antibiotics, and then also there is now a vaccine. Yeah. When? So, what year did she die? She died. Uh, yeah. So she died in nineteen thirty eight while still on the island. But from what I saw. The typhoid vaccine was developed in 1896. That's not the treatment, but I don't know. If if enough people were vaccinated, couldn't... So it was actually a huge controversial thing, her being there, because they realized there are asymptomatic people, and she's obviously... She wasn't the only one. Right. And they got to keep living their lives, but... Since she had gone back as a cook and she had hurt and killed more people, they thought she was too dangerous. Yeah. I mean, that I sort of understand. It's It, it goes from being you accidentally killed people through this illness because we don't understand it enough to you went out and put two dozen people at, in harm's way and killed two. Yeah. I, I, I do feel for her just because 23 years to spend in uh, isolation... Yeah. When, yeah. When when who knows how many other people had it and were living their lives and. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was appropriate because of what's going on right now, and there are people who are asymptomatic going around, and they're like, yeah. "I don't care. Um, I'm not going to wear a mask." Right. There was a. This person wasn't actually. She. I think she was asymptomatic. I don't want to narrow it down too much here, but someone who works with someone I know, they were asymptomatic or they picked it up I mean at a like hair salon like she wanted to go get her hair or whatever Mm -hmm. and she didn't have get any symptoms and then she went to visit her dad her dad got it and died this was just a few weeks ago that's sad that's so sad it was hard for Mary to understand she how to prevent it because of her belief in how germs were spread. She thought they were spread through smell. You know what that is, right, Gabe? The miasma theory. I, as someone who read all of this in five minutes, <gasps> tell I'm me an about expert. it. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a fantastic theory, which held up all the way into the 1800s, late 1800s. It is the belief that diseases are caused by bad air, which was also referred to as a night air. So the idea was bad air, which typically was bad smells, would carry the disease. And the reason this ended up being believed by so many professionals at that time is because in an attempt to get rid of this bad air, which was caused by organic matter decomposing, they would clean up. (laughs) 
anything that smelled bad, you know, dead bodies, rotting fruits and vegetables. So there was a cool, cool correlation that they discovered, like, oh, if we get rid of things that decompose, less illness tends to spread. And they were totally right, but they attributed that to the bad smell Hmm. rather than the festering illnesses that tend to develop. I I thought that was so cool, though, because they were close. Yeah. Like, like they were close, and and it did help. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, it did not lead Mary to washing her hands. No, that is where germ theory comes into play, which is the modern. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I would call it a theory, but it's, of course, we know it's what causes illnesses. Mm Mm-hmm, and that's what was slowly becoming more popular back then, but it was still kind of on the brink. Right. So, yeah, unfortunately for Mary, if she had been better about washing her hands, she could have probably continued to be a cook and not... Mm-hmm. gotten people sick i also don't fully understand how how does one get feces on their hands well when was toilet paper invented surely it was before then right i don't know <laughs> maybe she wasn't careful maybe she was a messy gross person i don't know but it happens i gotta i gotta look this up now so toilet paper was invented uh well it became widely available in the 15th century oh but in the Western world, modern, commercially available toilet paper didn't originate until 1857. Oh. However, Typhoid Mary 1900. Was, was alive, was born in 1869. Mm-hmm. So she was born over, over a decade after toilet paper was widely commercially available. So I have no idea how she was cleaning herself. <laughs> if that, she wasn't doing it right. That involved getting <laughs> poop on your hands. <laughs> Oh, man. And the weird thing is, too, it was found that most of the contamination, like how she passed it on, was through her peach ice cream. Yeah. So if she had just, like, been famous for a cooked dessert, she probably wouldn't have spread it so much. Like, I don't know, cookies or something. Yeah, I mean, just statistically speaking, there must have been other cooks who were asymptomatic Mm -hmm. and didn't cause as much damage. Yeah. Because, yeah, just just a couple of different, you know, had she apparently used a little more toilet paper and a little less hand when wiping, and if she'd been known for a food item that was cooked, mm-hmm. she could have had a long, successful career yeah. as a cook. Yeah, and instead she tried to change her name and go back to being a cook yeah. and not changing her ways. Yeah, really unpleasant to think about, just kind of makes me not want to eat out now to be honest yeah you don't know where the next typhoid mary will lie yeah but that was actually a hashtag on instagram that was trending at the beginning of the pandemic oh uh, towards people not wearing masks yeah that's almost people who don't wear masks are almost worse because like you you know there's this uh semi-famous podcaster named uh, Brendan Schaub. He's known for being a former UFC heavyweight, and he has a couple of podcasts, and he's been a very outspoken critic of masks and the pandemic, to the point where he actually did a comedy show, like no masks, and he ended up getting COVID. (gasps) Shocking. Yeah, and he was like passing it on to people. But there is this clip I saw. I don't actually watch his show, but the subreddit for his show is hilarious because all they do is make fun of him. Like they've completely turned on him because of because of everything but they were they were posting a compilation of him criticizing masks 
where one of his co-hosts tries arguing arguing back. Brendan Schaub keeps saying, whatever, like, what's a mask going to do? 2% effective at most. And his co-host says, if you could reduce the likelihood of passing it by 2% by just wearing a mask, that is like such an easy thing you can do that could potentially save or, you know, keep you from hurting anyone. And you just you just kind of was like, and eh, yeah, too much work, whatever. It's dumb. But Ugh. there's a lot of those this mm-hmm. time around. Yeah. A lot of these and, I mean, typhoid we, Marys. Yeah, this one person became famous for it. Like, you knew about her, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's heard the name yeah. Typhoid Mary. And she became famous for it. And then, like, this time around, there's thousands of people like her. Or so much worse than her. Yeah. That's what it, what it is, though. When there's too many people to point to a single one, it, it becomes hard to... It's, yeah, it's hard to single anyone out when an entire group is doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Wear a mask, people. Wash your hands. Apparently, yeah. you can have poop on them. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, maybe, maybe there should be like butt wiping classes just to make <laughs> just to make sure everyone's like on the same page. No, that's disgusting. Just wash your hands like all the time. I just because <laughs> something there was another clip from a podcast that came up where I don't know what the podcast was. I just saw the clip. But it was these two people, and one of them was saying... They got into a discussion about toilet paper and, and how they wipe. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I, now I wish I had some additional context to provide. But one of the guys says, Yeah, like, you know, that's why you got to really wipe your hands after in case, like, any, any, like, stuff gets on your hand. And person opposite him was like, Wait, how, how would stuff get on your hand, though? <laughs> and he's like, Well, you know, like, when you go to catch it, sometimes you don't get it all on the paper. And then... Like a woman off screen was like, wait, what? So, so they were like, wait, how do you wipe? How do you go to the bathroom? And he ends up explaining that he catches the poop. So he puts a bunch of toilet paper on his hand and then he attempts to catch the poop before what? it hits the water. Why? So then he, so he can then drop it into the water. Why? That is what they asked. They were like, wait, why are you catching it? And he goes, well, what? You, just, you guys just let it fall into the water? And they're like, Yes. Yes, that that is what you're supposed to do. What? <laughs> and the clip ends there. It was like on one of those cringe subreddits. Oh my but goodness! Maybe we need a class. That's what, see, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think. Ah, oh, that's you know how I used to work with old people. Yeah. Well, one time I was uh, I showed one of them where the bathroom was because when you get old, you just kind of forget stuff. Mm-hmm. if you have dementia which she did so i showed her where the bathroom was and i was just like outside it was like a public restroom and she goes she calls me over and i'm like are you okay and she's like yes i have a gift for you i'm like what and she opens the stall and she's holding her poop in her hands and trying to give it to me why because <laughs> she's old she was like in the late stages of dementia and i was just like oh my gosh i was like oh that's a lovely gift it goes in this lovely bowl <laughs> Did you? And did I you, made her like drop it in there. Oh my god! And she did it. Yeah. Did she you wash your hands after? Yeah, really well. But oh, I no. mean, ugh. Yeah. So, if she had typhoid, she would have. Oh yeah. Been trying to give it to me. Oh, dementia's maybe a blessing in a little bit in that case because she'll forget she ever did that. Well, she's dead now. Uh, well, then she really did forget. Yeah. She ever did that. Yep. But yeah. That's gross. Yeah. No, I, I think I think courses need to happen now. Because the more I think about it, there is no standard for this. Like there is, like you, there's like a common sense to it. I mean, is there? Because who knows now? Generally speaking, I think there's a common sense to it. Yeah. But we know most people lack common sense. 
in some areas of their lives. How how certain are we that everyone is doing it right? <laughs> oh, and just think of like all the door handles they're touching and ew, yeah. it's really gross. Yep, standardized courses are needed. Apparently, but like also wash your hands. Yes. <laughs> Hand sanitizer is abundant. Yes, it is now. <laughs> yeah, it is now. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, not a whole lot to add to Typhoid Mary, but certainly some interesting parallels being drawn with what's happening now. Mm-hmm. In a way, yeah, her behavior shows how little people have changed. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. But you want to hear about some history? Always. Well, is it Typhoid Mary? I know. That's what Kobe said. He was like, this covers both. It's history and a murder. But no. Yeah. <laughs> I found... NBD. <laughs> I found a woman who was alive back during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And her name was Cathay Williams. Cathay you... Williams? C-A-T-H-A-Y. Oh. How do you pronounce it again? Cathay. Cathay, okay. So I actually Googled her name and listened to like 10 people say it on like videos and podcasts. Nine out of the 10 said Cathay and one said Cathy. So I think it's Cathay. I hope so. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Because I, I knew an Italian girl in Scotland whose name was spelled Alice, uh-huh. like A-L-I-C-E, uh-huh. but it was pronounced Alice. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Cathay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was born in 1844 in Missouri as a slave. Oh, okay. And in 1861, she was freed by the Union, which actually meant she started working for them <laughs> as... <laughs> oh, freedom. I know. Like in the kitchens and like doing laundry and all this stuff for the Union fighters. But in 1866, the Civil War is like officially over and she was actually freed (laughs) so she could go do whatever she wanted. Well, 1865, sorry. And then in 1866, Congress passed what is called the Army Organization Act. And this authorized the creation of the first all-black units of the military. Okay, I, I do They're know a little, known little as about this. Buffalo Soldiers. Yeah. And Cathay, she was like, I want to be like an independent woman. I want to go and do something. And she enlisted. She pretended to be a man. She switched her name around from Cathay Williams to William Cathay. Nice. <laughs> and she posed as a man and enlisted and got in. And. She did that for two years. She wasn't in any, like, official fights or anything like that. But she went with soldiers. She was a soldier for two years. And then she developed smallpox. And she had a bunch of myriad of issues that developed from that. Uh, She also had diabetes. This caused her to have to go to the hospital quite a lot. And one of those times, she was found out as a woman and was discharged. After being discharged, she worked in various jobs, such as doing people's laundry and a seamstress and stuff, until around the 1890s when her health severely declined. She was buried with a wooden grave marker 
but that has long since deteriorated and disappeared, and now nobody knows where she was buried. But she was the first and only known black woman to fight in the aftermath of the Civil War. That's Crazy. pretty cool. Isn't that? It's like Mulan. It is, yeah. I'm actually going to do Mulan, the real Mulan in history one, oh, one day. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So... That was Cathay Williams and yeah. and uh, uh, Mary, what is her name? Typhoid Mary, Mary Malone. Mary Malone, yes. So that was Mary Malone. What a gangster name. Kind of. Died alone. It's really sad though. She just carried a disease and killed a bunch of people because of it. Gave it to a bunch of people. Some of them died. Hey, but that, that chef money must have been fantastic. It was around $50 a month, but when she became a laundress person, it was only like $19 a month. How much is $50 a month? Like $1,300. That's not a lot, is it? No, but in... No, it just isn't any way you look at it. Yeah. Huh. Sad. Yeah. So how much is 20 or 18 or whatever? Oh, shoot. Be like under 600? 500. Yeah. Kind of worth it. <laughs> Alrighty. So yeah. that was <laughs> that was Mary Malone. Mary Malone <laughs> <laughs> and Cathay Williams. So uh what should we how should we how should we wrap this up? What's our ending? Wear a mask, wash your hands, and Follow us on Instagram. And if any of you want to start a how to wipe your butt course on Udemy, I think you would be surprised at the amount of money you'd make. Just get over the disgust of what you're doing. All right. Thank you for listening.